Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us here. Why don't we go to prayer? In the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, we come before you this day, O Lord, to praise you and to magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you for this time that we are about to have with you, O Lord God, and I pray that you will speak to the hearts and the minds and the spirits of every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. We need your help, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus, as evil would be trying to invade and pervade and permeate our very society and our lives, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We know that you are an all-powerful God, O Lord God, and so we wait on you. We know that you are in charge, O Lord God, so we stand in dependence upon you, O Lord God, because we know that you are indeed our Abba Father. We thank you, Lord God, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Pastor Mike here, and I'm glad you could join us today. And uh, um, I hope you're looking forward to some, some good words from the Lord and, and from the written word of God as we read it. Um, now would be a good time to say, if you don't have your Bible, by the way, to hit pause and run and get your Bible and maybe a marker and a pencil or a pen and paper and take notes as Holy Spirit so guides because you'd be surprised how the notes that you take can come back to help you and facilitate uh, some other issues that may be going on in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Uh, we talked about returning to God uh, <clears throat> in the last sermon and, and how uh, um, our land needs to be healed. And it's not only for, for this country here in the United States, but it's around the world from a Christian perspective. Uh, uh, our, our land needs to be healed, which means that we need to return to God. And uh, I won't rehash that whole sermon again, but we as the body of Christ, we need to stand up and come together and, and, and pray, you know, you know, pray for the land, pray for our leaders and, and pray for the things that are going on in our local communities and, and that we need to bind together as one in the body of Christ uh, to help to stave off this um, evil influence that would be tried to, we're trying to, to get into all of our lives, you know, especially the children, pray for the children and watch over the children. Because we can see a concentrated effort, you know, that is aimed at them to pervert them, to twist them, to grab their little minds and shape them into into things and beliefs uh, that, that are contrary to what the Word of God tells us. Amen. But again, I said I, I won't rehash all of that. But but in addition to returning to God, we also need to make sure that we are depending on God. Okay. So I repeat, in addition to returning to God, we need to make sure that we are depending on God. And, and what does it mean? You know, who, who or what do you you depend on? You know, and what, what exactly does that mean to you? Okay, according to Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary, uh, depend means to place reliance on or trust in. Okay, it means to place reliance on or trust in. If you rely on something or, or trust something or someone, then, you, then you're depending. You're, you can be depending on that person, you know. And the fact is that we depend uh, oftentimes on many people for our daily activities and and however, unfortunately, at times those things or people, uh, they, they can fail us. You know, we are human, you know, and this is indeed, it's a part of the human experience. Um, we rely on systems we rely on things. Or you rely on your car and at times a car could fail you. There may be someone at work or in your family you rely on. But at times, at times we all 
can wind up being uh, disappointed and, and fail, you know, and p people can fail. It's just a part of life. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that I was uh, about to do a presentation and the projector or the IT staff that I had available to me, uh, uh, the projector failed, you know, and the IT staff couldn't get there on time and so forth. And, and I learned, I learned early on that you should always have backup paper copies of whatever you're going to hand out during a presentation. And many times I had to resort to paper copies because the projector failed or the IT person couldn't get to the presentation's uh, place on time. It will happen as a part of our human, human experience that we all go through. You know, people do let us down and being disappointed at times is also a part of our human experience. Okay. But who we depend on could be the difference between having constant stress and anxiety or the difference of having peace and harmony. Okay. Where we place our reliance, where we place our dependence could, de could depend on, it could determine on, on whether we're relaxed and enjoying life or are constantly in a state of stress and anxiety and worry. Okay. Actually, the only person that we can totally uh, depend on 100% is guess who? God. All right. The only person that we can 100% depend on is God himself all the time. All other people, things, systems, or whatever may fail us, but God will not. And God always shows up. Okay, the wonderful thing about God, God always shows up. He always does what is best for us, even if we don't like it at the particular time. He does what's best for us, and he is always trustworthy. God is always on time. He can always deliver us from a problem. Okay, he's that dependable. All right, so that's what we have to stop and think about. Who are we depending on? Okay, is it a human being? Is it a system? Is it a thing? Or am I depending on God? Let's see what God's word says about depending on God. Let's go to the second, second Chronicles 16, 2 Chronicles 16, and we want to start with verse number 1. Okay, 2 Chronicles 16, verse number 1. All right? And it starts by saying, In the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and the king's house and sent to Ben-Hadadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, as there was uh, between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go break thy league with Baasha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. Okay, so what this is saying is there is a league between uh, uh, me and thee. In other words, there is an alliance between you and I. There's an alliance between you and I, as it was between my father and your father. And behold, I'm sending you uh, silver and gold so that you can break your alliance with, uh, with uh, Baasha, the king of Israel that they may depart from me. In other words, that they will leave me alone. So he's reaching out to pay this guy, okay? He's reaching out to pay this guy to go and break off his support from this king, this Baasha, who is coming against him, against Asa. And verse 4 says, And Behanadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they smote Ajon and Dan and Abelmaim and all the store cities of Naphtali. And it came to pass, when Jehoshaphat heard of it, that he left off building Abramah and left his, uh, let his work cease. Then Asa, Asa, king, Asa the king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Baasha was building, and he built therewith Geba and Mizpah. And at that time, Hanani the seer came to king, Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, 
Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, because you have depended on the king of Syria, and uh, uh, the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. All right. So he's saying that because of the fact that you placed your reliance, you you depended on the king of Syria and not on God. Okay, and not and not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore, is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand? Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. Okay, so he's sending him back. He's taking him back to remembrance here. Remember when you had the Ethiopians and that other huge host, and you consulted the Lord, you relied on the Lord, you depended on the Lord that he delivered you. God delivered you out of their hand. Okay, okay. This time around, Asa, you didn't rely on the Lord. You relied on another man, on another human being. Okay. Did you forget about how at the time that you did rely on the Lord? Look how successful you were. Okay. Then he goes on to say, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. God is looking around to see who is faithful to him, okay? God looks around at all of us. He knows where our hearts are. He knows if we are faithful to him, if we are really, really reliant on him, if we really trust God, you know, to, to, to be in our, in our circumstances, to be in our lives, to deliver us from any problems. God is looking around for those people who are faithful to him, who will be depending on him. When God looks around, does he see you? Does he see you? as one that relies on him and depends on him, okay? It says there, okay, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, he's saying to him. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars, okay? So he's saying that because you didn't rely on God, you relied on another man, Syria, the king of Syria there, okay, okay? Because of that, you're going to have, you're going to have, to have troubles. You're going, to, you're going to have wars, okay? Did you forget what happened when you did rely on God, the Ethiopians and the other host? That's in verse in chapters uh, fourteen and fifteen, uh, you know, in Chronicles here, Second Chronicles. All right, all right. So you got to say, you see, you see, you see. Now, because of the fact that you didn't rely on me, you're going to have wars. Thou shalt have wars. Verse ten says, Then Asa was wroth with the seer and put him in a prison house. For he was in a rage with him because of this thing. And Asa oppressed some of the people the same time. Now he's, he's taking it out, you know, you know, you know, shoot the messenger, as they say. Here he's, he's, he's mad at the guy who brought him, who brought him the message. A, a prophet, no less. All right? A prophet. Okay? He shouldn't be taking it out on him. This is a time to do some reflection. If the Holy Spirit sends someone your way in the form of, 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 of a family member, someone at work, I don't know, a neighbor, you know, a, a child, you know, in your family, you, you know, with, with a word from him, and you refuse to receive it, do you get angry at the bearer of the message? We shouldn't do that, okay? When we hear something from God like that, we need to reflect. We need to reflect on what it is that we're hearing. Lord, did I, did I goof up here? Did I make a mistake? Should I not have taken that step? Should I not have taken that path? Don't get mad at the person who may bring a revelation to you, okay? An eye-opener to you that maybe you slipped up and didn't make a right decision. 
Okay. He goes on to say in verse number 11, And behold, the acts of Asa, uh, first and last, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Asa, in the third and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his feet, until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. Okay, Even when he had problems, now he got sick. He got sick. The prophet told him what he had done wrong. He got mad at the prophet and jailed him. Okay, okay, and, and, and then now, now, oh, he's, he's getting sick here, and even then he did not seek the Lord. He ran to the physicians, okay? Now, hear what I'm saying. Doctors can be used by God. God can use physicians. This is not saying that if you're sick, don't go to the doctor, not at all, okay? But the first thing we should be doing is consulting the Lord, okay? All right, so the order should be you consult the Lord, then you go to the doctor, okay? Consult the Lord, then go to the doctor. One thing I always pray for, for, if I'm sick or a family member, or if I hear of someone in the congregation that, that's ill and, so, and they're about to go under a, a procedure or something like that, I always pray. I pray to the Lord for their healing. I pray, I pray also, very, very strongly, I pray. Lord, give the doctors, the nurses, the technicians, you know, the radiologists, everyone that would be on his or her case, Lord God, give them the wisdom to make the right decisions. Guide their hands so that they will use the right techniques to bring about your healing, okay, okay, God uses doctors, God uses nurses, God uses radiologists, okay, but the thing is though, according with this here, what we should be doing is that we should be going to the Lord first, not just to the physicians, okay, what do you say, yet in his disease, he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians, so his dependence was upon the physicians, it wasn't upon God, okay, and that's where we can make a critical error of judgment, if we're sick, yes, and by all means, I am not espousing or saying don't go to the doctor. If we're sick, yes, go to the doctor, but go to the Lord first, okay? Go to God and consult him and put your dependence, your reliance on God, that believing and, the, and depending on the fact that God will guide the doctor to make the right decisions, that the, that the doctor will, will guide, will, uh, that, that God will guide the doctor's hands if he has to do an operation on you. That God will be involved in every single step of the process. That's the difference. Who are you depending on? You're not depending on man. You're depending on God. Okay? He goes on to say in verse number 13, And Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and fortieth year of his reign. And they buried him in his own sepulchres, which he had made for himself in the city of David, and laid him in the bed, which was filled with sweet odors and divers kinds of spices prepared by the apothecary's art. And they made a very few and made a, a very great burning for him. Okay? So he died. Okay, mistake he made here, starting out with the battle there, was that he decided to go into an alliance with another man rather than seeking God. Okay, seeking an alliance and relied on another man, another human being instead of God. When he got sick, even he still relied more on man than on God. Okay, fatal error, fatal error, and we cannot let our ourselves go there. Okay, during his reign over Judah, as I was saying, King Asa was confronted by two crises that tested his dependence on God. In the first instance, he relied on the Lord who delivered him and, and his kingdom from being destroyed by that huge host, the Egyptians, as I said, and others, which can be found in Chronicles 14 and 15. The second time around, however, he turned to the king of, of, of Syria for help, as we just read. Why would he do this had he not learned anything from his first victory? Okay, Why would he do this? If you've had an experience where the Lord delivered you from something and, it's, and it is as a result of you consulting him and seeking his face and asking for guidance and you were victorious in that situation, 
don't forget it. Don't forget what happened because you did it the right way. You went to God and you can you consulted and you depended on you depended on Him uh, for results. You depended on Him for victory. Don't forget that. And the next time around, when something comes up in your life, don't don't forget you know about how God delivered you that first time. You know, don't forget about that and, and run straight to solving the problem yourself and relying on your own abilities or relying on someone else's abilities. Remember to depend and rely only on God. Amen. In this particular case, uh, you, you know, it's possible that in the second battle, uh, he thought of the thought of relying on God did not even occur to Asa. It maybe didn't even pop into his mind. Oh, gee, I better go back and, and rely on God. You know, we can't let ourselves get into that predicament. We must always remember to depend and rely on God. The challenge was not as great as the previous battle this time around. Besides, there was enough gold, as it says, in the treasures of the house of the Lord in the king's house to lure Syria into, a, into an alliance and provide him protection. Okay? So he figured, I have enough money. Let me just buy another man's help. He felt that he had enough resources to solve his own problem. That's the bottom line. He didn't think he had to involve God. I got plenty of money in the, in the king, in, in my treasury, the king, and, and, it, and it says that in the house of the Lord, there was money. All right, so he felt that he didn't have a problem. He had enough resources, okay? Also, when all was said and done, his strategy in a matter worked, you know, as long as Asa had the resources and, and cleverness to manage the situation on his own, getting his own alliance going and so forth, he figured, why bother God with it? You know, I can just talk to this other man and strike a deal with him. So why bother God? See, you see, and, and that's our fatal flaw right there because many times we can think that we can go strike a deal with another man depending on someone else or some other situation, that we can do it ourselves without God, okay? And that can wind up being a fatal flaw for us also because the wrong things happen. The wrong decisions are made. So we got to make sure that we're always depending on God. And in this case here, what Asa had missed, however, was that it was God's desire that Asa should trust him. Okay? Okay. God wanted Asa to trust him. God wanted Asa to involve him in his life and what was going on in his kingdom. God wants to involve himself in every aspect in the lives of his people. And, and that applies to you. God wants to invite, involve himself in every aspect of your life. He just doesn't want to be there for this, this occasion, this occasion. He wants to be involved in everything. God does not want to be present only in emergencies, you know. How many times when there's an emergency in our lives that we run to the Lord, oh, Lord, 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 help me, help me, help me. Okay, he wants to be, be, be thought of. He wants to be involved in the good things in, in your life too, okay? in the good things. How many of you involve God in your children's birthday parties? How many of you actually think of doing that? Every single one of my children, and they are now grown, and I have five grandchildren, but, and I do it with my grandchildren, and I have taught my kids to do it with their children. But every single one of my children, from the time that they were born, if we had a birthday party, God was present because, present because we prayed over those children. My wife and I, we prayed over our children, laid hands on them during the birthday party, during the birthday party, and blessed them during the birthday party, where everyone that was there could see and participate in. And we're thanking God for another, another year of life for this child. And we thank God and we praise you, Lord God, for, for blessing this child over the past X number of years, whatever it was. And that continued on through until they were, until they were grown. Okay? And now they do that to their children. But it's involving God in the good things. The point I'm making here is that just don't get God involved when you've got a problem, when there's an emergency situation. 
Okay. We're crying out to God now to, to help us through these turbulent times that we're in. But let's also, let's cry out to God and, and, and bring him in to our, to our in, in enjoyable times also. I hope you're having some enjoyable times too, in spite of what's, what's going on. Amen. Amen. I certainly am. My wife and I certainly am. We are ministry-wise. Amen. Amen. So you have to remember to involve God. He wants to be involved in everything that's in our lives. God desires that we should live in a real moment-by-moment -moment total dependence on him. Sometimes we can live like King Asa if we're not careful. We can live like King Asa if we have all we need to face, to, uh, all we need to face a challenge in life then our first impulse is to rely on those resources and, and, and our own abilities. Right? If you're in a position where you know, you, you've been blessed and you've got everything that you need and you run into a situation you know, or you know, a conflict or something pops up in your life, you think, oh, I can deal with it because I got this and I got that and I can do this and I can do that. Okay? Many times we wind up thinking that if we're able to use our checkbook or, or, or our debit card, you know, to get out of a situation, it may not even occur to us to consult and depend on God. You know, something something breaks down, something goes wrong. Oh, I can, I can, I got enough money in the bank to get it fixed. I got enough to, to pay for that. I'm not worried about it. Car breaks down, oh, I can just get AAA and so forth. I got money in the bank to pay for whatever the need is. Okay. You ever think about praying over your car? You know, <laughs> I can tell you, you know, living back east with the bad snowstorms and things like that and being broken down and cars that were not so reliable back then. Many times I sat in that car during a snowstorm and I prayed over that car for it to start many times, many times. Involve God. Don't think, think just because you've got a checkbook and a credit card and AAA and so forth like that, you don't have to involve God at all. You involve him. You pray that the AAA guy can get to you in a timely manner. You pray that the bill that he gives you is not, not totally exorbitant. I mean, you, you pray, you pray, you pray, you involve God. Don't think that you have enough resources to solve your problem. Okay, it just doesn't work that way. Amen. Psalm 62.10 warns us that, quote, If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Okay, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Okay, so as you prosper in life, don't set your heart on those particular riches as being the source of, uh, of, 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 of victory in anything that may come up in your life. The Word of God also says in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. All right? So if money is your all in all, your checkbook, your bank account, and, and if anything ever comes up in life, I have enough money to bail myself out. I have enough money to get myself out of the problem. You know, then that's where your heart is. Because you're relying on your on your, your financial stability. Okay? Don't forget, Saint of God, in a heartbeat, especially the way things are going today, that could disappear. That could disappear. Your so called nest egg, the way things are going with man being in charge of our governments round about the world, okay? Okay, it could theoretically just all of a sudden dry up. So you better be depending on God. Not on your own resources and the resources of men, okay? Because they can disappear in a heartbeat. Amen. So, so we have to make sure that we're not being, being like Asa, okay? We cannot let ourselves get caught up in that. The more things we are blessed with, the more we become, if you're not careful, to depend on those things. There are at least two good reasons why we should do well to never forget our total dependence on God, okay? Two good reasons. 
One reason is that realizing that our day-to-day needs, such as breathing and heartbeats, uh, we make sure that we keep our eyes focused on God. Okay, you, you may not realize it, but you depend on God for your heartbeat. <laughs> we don't think about it because our heart just beats. Amen. Amen. For breathing, we have to say, breathe one, exhale. Breathe two, exhale. We don't have to say that. We simply rely on God that our systems will be functioning the way He designed it to function. Amen, amen, amen. So that, that, that's one, okay? Secondly, what we need to think about is, is that we can be certain that a day will come when there'll be a challenge, there'll be a hardship, there'll be a tribulation or some sort of ordeal, or ordeal uh, or, um, that, that our, own, our own individual strength and know-how just simply, you know, isn't enough. Jesus said, when you have tribulation. He didn't say if, he said when. So that means all of us are subject to tribulations to pop up at any given time. Okay, so we have to make sure that we remember and don't take for granted God. Have to remember and just know that we have to depend on him to get out of those situations. Okay, knowing that we can depend on him. Okay? Knowing that he will come through 100% of the time. Again, as I said earlier, it may not be the way that we like it, but he'll deliver it. He'll deliver us where you, won't, where you, where you will not suffer. It will not be to your detriment. It will be for your better. If we haven't already learned how to depend on God in the day-to-day things of life, then we will not know how to depend on God when tribulations arise. Okay? okay. We have to start by learning how to, to deal with God on just a day-to-day thing and get in the habit of involving Him. Get in the habit. You've heard me talk about if I get a hangnail and I got those clippers poised off my finger there and, and it's hard to get to it. And I actually pray, Lord, guide my, my hand and cutting this, this uh, hangnail off. Okay. Why? Because I remember the family had a, had a friend, and I mean, I, I was young, I don't know, eight, nine years old, I so forth, but our, um, uh, a friend, and he was trimming his toenail, and he slipped with, with, with a razor blade, no less, not using clippers, okay, he was using a razor blade to trim his toenail, and he slipped and cut himself, and that grew into an infection and so forth like that, and uh, he was diabetic, and he didn't heal properly, he wound up losing his leg. And for some reason, I, I still remember that to this day. And I was a youngster. So when I'm cutting my hangnails and everything, I mean, I, I pray about that even. Lord, guide my hand that I don't cut myself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so you get in the habit of involving God in the small things of life. You get in the habit of doing that. And, and you, start with, you start with the small stuff. You start with the small stuff. If you're having a hard time depending on God for the big things in life, then maybe you start depending on God for little things. You know, just kind of get in the habit. You know, if you're doing something with the car, you know, and you got an oil change, you know, you pray, Lord, help me to help me to, to do this oil change. Well, I'm making a mess and making sure I do it properly. Okay, anything that you're doing around the house, ask, ask God to help you. Start with little small things. You know, you'd be surprised how by you just involving yourself in the smaller things, it gets you in the habit of on a daily basis relying on and depending on God. Okay, it is so, so important. So, so important. Okay. I'm not sure if I had mentioned that I was putting some uh, plants in the uh, front yard there. I wanted some ground cover. And uh, um, my, the thought of my getting down on the ground, and I had uh, eight of them to plant, my getting down on my ground, digging in the soil and so forth like that, and down on my knees and so forth, it wasn't really appealing to me, you know, bending over like that, being with your back and so forth like that. And I literally, I prayed to him. I said, Lord, help me to plant these plants. Help me to plant. And he did. 
Long story short, I had a hard time getting into the hard soil. We have clay-based soil here, and it's kind of hard and so forth like that. And the Lord said, wet it first. Simple as that. Wet it first. He pointed me to my shop. He said, get a large screwdriver. I was about that big. He said, dig it in the dirt and loosen the soil. And I'm telling you, I would have never thought about doing that. And it went so much faster. It went so much faster. I was able to pop the, pop out the, uh, get the dirt out, pop in the new plant. So the point I'm trying to make here without getting into a long, drawn-out story is that how many people think about even asking God to help you plant your plants? Okay. So you get in the habit of, of calling on him for the smaller things so that when the big things in life pop up, you will be in the habit of consulting God, of involving God, and depending on him for a solution. Okay. So start small. That's how we wind up depending on God. That's how we do, all right? If you're having a hard time depending on God for those big things, again, start small. Many times we think that God doesn't care about our small problems, like whether or not we pass an exam or if we get, get a parking place at the mall, okay? If you're in school and you're taking, you're taking exams and you're studying, you know, God wants you to pass. God is, is interested in whether or not you pass. God is interested in whether or not you've been studying enough so that you can absorb the materials on that test. He's interested in that too. Pray while you're studying. Pray before you take the exam, okay? If you run into a difficult question during the exam, pray about the answer Why, as you're taking the test. Involve God in everything. God, involve God in everything. And I told, I told you before, I, I pray before I, I get a parking space, going into the mall or a, a strip mall or whatever, going shopping, and there's a lot of cars, I always pray. I pray going into the gas station. I ask the Lord, help me to get in and out of the gas station quickly. I think I told you before, I just hate waiting on lines. <laughs> I've been praying about, Lord, give me patience, give me patience. Amen. Amen. But he honors that prayer and he gets me in and out. I always wind up getting a good parking space. Get in the habit of involving him and being dependent on him for small things. And then when the bigger things of life, when the bigger turmoils and trials and tribulations come your way, you'll be very at ease in depending on God to get you out of that situation. When you depend on God to provide the little things, he comes through. And then you begin to see that God is indeed working. It will be a testimony to you that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly all that you can ask for and, and more than you can think of. By beginning to depend on God for the small stuff, you will gradually grow your faith also. That's the other plus thing about it. You'll also grow your faith. Okay? And remember that you have to be in him at all times. Okay, you, You're nothing without God. Amen. And if you go to John 15, in closing here, if you go to John 15, John chapter 15, and starting with verse number one, oh, praise God, John 15, verse number one, go to some familiar scriptures here. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. This is Jesus speaking. My father is the husbandman. husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges, that it may bring forth more fruit. You need to bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. Okay? Abide means to live in me. Live in me. Abide means to live. Live in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Okay? Read that again. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. 
You ever see a branch? You ever, you ever see a branch bearing fruit that's been cut off from the tree and laying on the ground? Okay. No way. It's not going to bear fruit. Jesus is saying here, you cannot bear fruit either unless you abide in me. You have to depend on him. Live, live with him. Live in him. Dependent on him. If your children are abiding with you, they are they are dependent on you. So we need to abide in God. He says, I am the vine, verse 5, you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Remember that. Without God, you can do nothing. Okay. You want to be fruitful. You want to be victorious in your life. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it by abiding in other people. Depending on other people. Other things, your own resources. You can't be depending on, on your own ability. Okay? You have to abide in the Lord. Amen? If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Okay? By you bearing fruit, God is glorified. So we want, to, we want to go through our lives fruitless. Okay? God wants you to be, to be prosperous. Because as you are bearing fruit, then he is glorified. Amen? 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 As those see, those around you see you prospering. Oh, what's his story? What's her story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a Christian. They're a Christian. Oh, boy. I wonder what they're doing. They're doing something right. And then they want to know. And then God further gets, gets glorified. Amen. He was on to saying, uh, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Okay. Your joy might be full. Okay. So it speaks of abiding here, which is living in, which is being dependent on. We need to make sure that we are always depending on God. Not ourselves, not on another man. Okay. All right. Again, back to the doctor's thing. You have to go to the doctor. Go to God first. Depend on God to, 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 to point the doctors, to guide the doctors, to make the right decisions. Amen. It's all about depending on God. Praise God, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Um, and uh, if it was, uh, why don't you give the link? How we can be reached to those around you. Uh, that will be www.genesis1.sermon.net. www.genesis1.sermon.net. Uh, look at the top of the page there. You'll see a subscribe button. Click on the subscribe button and you'll be automatically notified when these messages are available, made available. Uh, we still have our apps for uh, Android and for um, Apple devices. Apps are free to download. Uh, you can download these sermons, by the way, the audio only version or of course the video version uh free of charge you can download them also from the website too uh we're on youtube genesis one christian ministries okay and again this is all being done so that we can get the message out get the word of god out as much as possible around about the world okay in the name of jesus you know and uh, we thank god for, for for your involvement uh be a partner with us in terms of passing on this link Okay, I don't ask for charity. I don't ask for donations or anything like that. Just be a partner with us in terms of, in terms of um, passing on the link to those around you.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us until next time, that we shall remember these words, that we shall grow, O oh Lord God, to know that we need to depend on you, that we shall indeed start depending on you more and more and more, that we will involve you in our day-to-day -day lives, in our joyful situations, as well as those times of challenge and tribulation, O oh Lord God. We praise you, Lord. We just magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you for all things. We give it all to you, O Lord, and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. I pray you all go forth and be blessed, all right? And remember always, depend on God, depend on God, depend on God, and that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to your Oh, Lord, praises to